Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. Welcome back to Please Advise. I feel like it's been a while since I've talked to y'all, but it hasn't been for you. You've been getting episodes, but we haven't recorded in a few weeks. Hey, Christina. Hey, Molly. What's going on? Um, I'm really proud of you for your work with the women's special. It it was a lot. Yeah, but I was happy with how it turned out and we've been hearing really good responses to it. And that also makes me happy because I'm insecure. So I need (laughs) validation emotionally constantly. And it's nice, too, because, like, this could have, you know, we were, like, there were some things where we were, like, oh, some, like, haters could be, like, there's a lot of things you can oh, pick yeah. out. You can- I legit was worried that we might be doxxed because of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I thought about stuff like that, too. Yeah. Um, We cut some children's last names and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Or someone was going to call us, like, cucks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I'm fine with. <laughs> I just am, like, please just don't come to my house and Scientology me. Like, don't do, like... <laughs> Because I feel like they take Scientology like tactics, like snakes in your mailbox. Like, oh my god! You know, my my debit card was compromised recently. Oh. I have to wonder if that's what it was. Maybe. I mean, it probably was just my online shopping. But <laughs> um, my guest today is someone that I met, I guess through technically through Snapchat, but we connected via Twitter. Jessica Lowe, she's an actress and a writer. Hey, girl, how how are you today? So good. So good. I had no idea you were a writer until you got here, and which is so cool because normally I don't love to have actresses on unless they also do writing. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I fit that mold. But I just took a chance on you anyway because you had a fun personality via text, etc. And I think I convinced you that I was really Jodie Sweetin's biological sister, which I am. So I was, that made me happy. <laughs> I just take everything you say as fact. So Thank you. I think everyone should. And speaking of facts, um, we were just kind of talking about how you and I have a very similar interest in a person. Mm. Um, his name is DJ James Kennedy. Mm-mm-mm. We talk about him a lot on my other podcast, Emotionally Broken Psychos, about reality TV and the psychology behind it. And he's a very frequent uh, topic on our Facebook group. We're trying to actually um, hire him to DJ a party for us. Can I which- please be invited? You'll have to come. And what I want you to hear is that he's just released a new single, and there's so many reasons to love everything he's doing anyway. But um, just this last week on, I guess two weeks ago now, on Watch What Happens Live, he premiered his new single, Top Man, in front of uh, the bartender, Steve, Steve Aoki, um, who makes a million dollars a night for DJing, uh. and um, Bridget Everett, um, who is Queen. the funniest person of all time. And I just would have loved to, if I could read four seconds of inside of Bridget Everett's brain while James was performing, I would do that. So I'm going to play for you Top Man, and um, Christina will have to insert this, I guess, retroactively. 
Get you well fed, I've got the king bed, royal blue sheets. She says she'll show me love, but she ain't a groupie. Love the boy Northside, course why? I be ZA Northside, no lie. Doesn't matter though, cause they can't see us. If my name Aston, you are pre us. How we got jokes, that's pretty us. Pretty girls in the back, can't eat us. Just have I'm glad he's doing it live. Yeah. I fully expected him to be Britneying it. No, 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 no. He's uh, he's very live. I don't know. And also, sometime in this time between when the performance started and right before the commercial, Bridget Everett now has a small Pomeranian. Yeah, in her I lap, saw that which little was, Pomeranian. I didn't know where it came from. I'm sure, I assume it's hers, but um, it was almost as if like Bridget's like, no, my dog's got to see this. Like, <laughs> bring out my dog. I want to see. I need. You think more, I'm a like, bad mom? Or maybe she needs her emotional support animal in order to watch. <laughs> Something like that. But um, I was that if I'm Aston, you're a Prius. Yeah. That was really good. That mm-hmm. was a really good line, James. Um, <laughs> and then I got my real fam around so I can't see. Uh-huh. And that was really good. That was like he's just like surrounded by fam. But then also I think it's like a metaphor for there's so much weed. There's like a cloud around them. Oh, yeah. I mean, the – when Jax and Kristen showed up to his performance at the club on yeah. the most recent Redbury. episode. Yeah. Oh, Redbury. Yeah. Um, just to poke shit. I mean, I have a hard time because Tom Sandoval was like, what the fuck are you guys doing here with his dumb hair? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, don't. I mean, obviously, it's fantastic for drama and I love it. But also, like, I've never, Christian has never been appealing to me. No. Um, but I love it when th- things are thrown at Jax. You know, I, I, I love it when things are thrown at Jax too. I do think that Tom Sandoval was genuinely surprised that they were there. Yeah. That's one that, like, I was like, oh, that's a genuine surprise for him. It also was kind of like a question of just like, like, they just wanted to go see him, like, to mock him, mm-hmm. to just go, like, fuck his life up. Yeah. Oh, but also that girl was saying... Oh, uh, Gigi. That, wh- oh, she's a feminist, but she didn't say it correctly. Isn't... Oh, what is the direct quote? It was bananas. I mean, her syntax was it just... was. So was it her girlfriend that... Was it his girlfriend that called himself a feminist? Or? It was the girl... Two of the girls who had slept with James Kennedy okay. approached his girlfriend. Okay. Who's 24 and beautiful and dumb as rocks. Yeah. Um, She's a pageant queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, I don't know. I kind of, like, black out when the story gets that complicated. Like, I'm like, who are these, like, side characters that I don't know? Yeah. That's one that I usually need to, like, watch twice just to make sure I understand, like, Pretty Little Liars. I think it's bizarre that on Real Housewives and also on that show, they continue to show the names of the main characters, and it's, like, the seventh season. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're so right. (laughs) Why? so right. Like, I know that's Lala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Lala isn't in the credits. Oh. Because I think she quit before the credits came out. Because, like, you know she's dating. Okay, so everyone knows who she's dating now. I don't. Okay. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you off mic. Or I'll just, like, but we'll cut this. It's a movie producer. We're not going to say his name here. I'm about to say it to you. He's a huge producer. He's done, like, I'll show you his IMDb. He's done, like, major, major movies. And, okay. like, the cover-up of him... And Lala has been really interesting because it's been poor, but they've also gone to, like, great, great lengths to make sure that no one has seen it. So, like, there was things where, like, Lala, I guess, tweeted a picture of them out or Facebooked a picture of them out, and she was kissing him, but her hand was blocking his face. But 
he had his like very distinct stack of like gold man bracelets on. And then he and other pictures are wearing these gold man bracelets before the night. I guess after the night, he took his bracelets off, had that picture scrubbed, Lala's picture scrubbed from the internet as, you know, as much as you can these days. And then um, also had his name removed from the IMDb credits and Lala's name removed from the IMDb credits of the movie that she did that was starring, I think, Nicolas Cage and Adrian Grenier. Wow. Like, this is the scandal that's going on out in the universe. And is he married? Uh, yeah, he's married, but like I and I guess like that was the big that's the big thing, right? Is that yeah. he's married? That's why they're all mad at him or her. But um, you know, I actually have a, like a really dear friend who's dating a married man, and she lives in the house with them both. And but the wife lives in another wing. I mean, the wife knows that she's living in this other side of the house with him. What? But they live and like so. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it sounded like the girls are all like, oh, the wife had no idea. Maybe she really didn't. But also, if your husband is this brazenly not spending time at home and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have questions. Where have you been since 2 a.m.? It's yeah. 4 now. Yeah. Like, the bar closed three hours ago. Like, Oof. what's going on? So there's questions like that that I think that sometimes people don't ask because they don't really want to know the answer. They don't want to know the truth. So – you know, I'm not ever saying that an affair is is the the person who the affair is ha- happening against fault, but I do think that that sometimes by the time we're at a point where there's a sub like a whole like subtopic on a reality television show about your husband's affair and yeah. there's pictures out there and he's flying her places on a private jet, with, you you know something's going on. <laughs> yeah. So I think that there's also the stuff that they're fighting about really is more to do with the Katie fat shaming stuff that yeah. Lala did. I mean, there's no excuse for that. No. But it's like I go back and forth. I love Lala some days. Mm-hmm. I think she's trying her best. I really think, you know, she – but she uh, she does a lot of like cross-message stuff. Exactly. And there's a lot of conversation about her appropriation on our Facebook group too. About, really? Yeah. About like in her language – the other day she told some girl on Twitter to um, – unless she wants to show her that good good, she needs to dip. And then some, <laughs> and then someone on my Twitter was like, I'm a black woman and I just want to say I don't think this is appropriation because she's like, that's like what people think black people talk like. And she's like, I have never talked like that in my life. So she's like – it's not appropriation. That's just like appropriation of people who talk like that. Oh, my God. Um, but it's so interesting, man. I mean, but why is Lala asking some girl on Twitter to show her that good good? I'm like, her picture's an egg. Like, why? <laughs> like, I, like, I don't – is – what is I, – I, Her vagina. Oh. I had to confirm that because I was like, maybe she means like <laughs> – Show me that like bag of great weed or something. That's what I would think it was. Right. Because, like, why would she be soliciting, twi- like, pussy pictures from a Twitter egg? Like, I think that she – that's just, like, her snapback, like, for her clapback for people that, like – I'm sorry. I'm confused. Why is she – why would she be soliciting vagina photos, period? So some girl was like, la, la, like, you don't know shit. And she, like, retweeted. And she's like, like, okay, homegirl, like, show me that good good or you can dip. And I was like, what? Like – it's very it's it's very try hard and very extra, but at the same time, I look at her and I'm like, that is a classic perfect person who is not tough trying to be tough. Yeah, 
Alternatively, like, I would listen to an entire podcast of you just reading tweets from the Vanderpump Rules cast. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. It's a dramatic reading of them. Uh, uh, yeah, I could do that. I mean, most of them really aren't that good. Lala really is the only one. James has some good tweets, too. Um, but I think for the most part, it's like just when them you- saying they got bad edits. Well, as, uh, going back to the club after the glasses were thrown and Jax was held off of him um, when he's like where's my jacket oh, it's Gucci or whatever he was like talking oh my god that guy he's, he's full I love of so him. many good quotes but here's the thing is that it is problematic to love him because he has said so many hateful things oh, like yeah. about women too like when he spit on Kristen look none of us are the biggest fan of who Kristen appears to be on the show but like I will tell you this <laughs> You do not spit on someone's fucking door. No. Oh, my God. And then this week when James's mom said that Kristen's punishment. Yes. Would, is that is that she can't have children? That she's, she's sterile? Gonna, she's going to be like, that's what happens to women like that. That's what their punishment is, is they're barren. She's not going to be able to have children. I. And I was just like, that's like, you know, like. That's something that like if my mom was wasted and consoling me about <gasps> something like. I could see maybe her getting that gnarly because moms can get gnarly when they're when their kids are threatened. When she said that, I was on my couch and I literally like happy babied back onto my couch and then I rolled forward. It was like one of those things where I just like turned into a roly poly for a second where I was like, why? Because she, she knows it's being filmed. Yeah. Too. And I'm like, you want that to be like your press statement is like oh, I'm not worried about it because she treated my boy bad, so she's going to be barren. (laughs) Like, that's like, that is some fucked up shit to say. I really was like, that's when you're just like, someone called into Emotionally Broken Psychos yesterday and was like, oh, like, uh, like, what's wrong with James? I'm like, what's wrong with James is, like, look at who raised him. Mm -hmm. Like, the reason why he's never going to take responsibility is because, like, he's dealing with someone who, if my if my mom found out that I was fired from two jobs that I kept getting rehired at over and over again, especially if she had gotten me that job because I kept getting <laughs> wasted and swearing at everyone in the entire restaurant, yeah, she would have some choice words for me. It wouldn't be like, you know, you got to grow up and also your ex-girlfriend's a bitch and she's going to be barren. Like, that would not be... <laughs> she was like, it's pure jealousy. It's just pure, jealousy. It's just jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. I do love people who go to jealousy first. Oh, yeah. Like, I love a low-status idiot who thinks that they're the highest status and just crushing it. That's yeah. literally my favorite thing. Do you think he's going to get some of – so he's technically Boy George's grand, uh, godson. Uh-huh. And even though, I guess, George Michael had publicly disavowed James's father in the press because of some stuff that his father had said about him. Oh. Wait. Boy George Boy George or, or George, George Michael? Michael? George Michael, sorry. Boy George is on Beverly Hills right now. Uh-huh. That's why I said that. Sorry. He's technically George Michael's godson, right? Oh. So, um, and even though he was one of his, um, James's dad was one of the imag- original managers for Wham. Yeah. And like, I guess George Michael's will reads that, uh, that all of his godchildren get his fortune. That's who he gave all of his money to, his godchildren. Damn. But it's unknown because, I mean, I guess he kind of just disavowed James's dad in the press a few years ago. What are the odds that he would have updated his will to say, like, take that one godchild out of my yeah. will? When I saw this, when he would just quietly donate money to causes mm-hmm. and, like, give crazy tips to waiters, I don't think that he's that sort of reactionary and vindictive. So right. I feel like 
there might be a very good chance. White Kanye might be coming into some money. Because like he's worth like what is like half like it's like half a billion dollars no. or something insane like that. It's some insane money. Like it's like crazy money. Also, it's probably worth more because it's British. Oh yeah. You know? Is Brexit hurting or, or helping the pound? <laughs> I don't know. I am I actually am like kind of unclear what Brexit is. It still sounds like a breakfast menu item at yeah. like an LA place. It's like a quick, it's a quick Brexit. Yeah. Just like, oh yeah. I'll like, just have a quick Brexit. Yeah. Or like the Brexit sandwich or yes. something. Like, and it's like, I don't know. It has like Whoa. some sort of weird tomatoes on it or something. They fuck up all breakfast sandwiches They fuck sandwiches up tomatoes. I, I don't heat. on one. Do not heat up a tomato. Yeah. I, I will fuck you with that mushy <laughs> shit with the skin. I don't want mushy. You're you're messing with the chemical compounds of a perfect tomato. I Go know. Fuck don't grill that shit. What could they do to like make you, like what would be an accessible, accessible way for you to learn about Brexit? Like, what kind of presentation would I think you were going to ask me what kind of breakfast sandwich no, no, I no. want. <laughs> um, what could they do? I mean, what they could do To make is, it, like, as entertaining as something like Vanderpump Rules. What they could do <laughs> is they could give me an extra hour of every day so that I can read the news <laughs> prop more properly. Like, because all I do is read and I'm still missing stuff every day. Yeah. So, I, I don't... I mean, every day there's a new story. The South Park guys were like, we can't... We literally can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's too It's too much. It's really too much. Like, the political developments that... And, like, it was a mind fuck the other day because it was like, Beyonce, 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 the world is ending. Beyonce's having twins, 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 yeah. twins, twins. World is ending, world is ending. And, like, it just is like my Twitter feed is like, I don't know how to feel. Like, I was, like, my timeline, was like, half of my timeline was, like, thrilled. Like, every happy tweet was about Beyonce, and every other tweet was, like, about, like, oh, Donald Trump is actively ruining the world. And then, like, I had a split second of being, like, Beyonce, how did you think that we could have, like, processed this information in the middle of all of this? I know. But, I mean, I'm glad for a lot of people that was the immediate switch off. Like, they were immediately allowed to just, like, went into that place where they were enjoying their lives again. That was good for them. <laughs> I had about, like, two seconds of, ah, yeah. and then I went back to feeling my chest constrict. Yeah. I, I'm trying to just do, like, spurts of Twitter checking and then reading links um, because I, I've never felt this anxious in my whole life. My first shrink appointment yeah. was at 6 p.m. on election night. And when I went in, the New York Times was showing that Hillary was 99% going to win. And when I got out, yeah. it had completely switched sides. Oh, no. It had pendulumed all the way to this. I was like, this can't be real. And then as I was driving to my friend's party with oh, a bunch no. of, like, Hillary-themed, no. like, democracy-themed snacks and crudite. I didn't go. I didn't go. I, it was like the SNL skit. I was, I was walking there, and everyone there was just shocked. We were, I, like... I could I could not believe it. Yeah, I definitely I was invited to a couple of those like come with us, we're gonna pop champagne as soon as it's announced. Yeah, the and girl like, who threw it, she still has the champagne in like her freezer, but I not freezer. Gone on a ben- I would have like I went I did go on like a bender after. Like it was ours was more of a like, okay, Trump definitely won, let's party sort of thing. Um that I attended. Um and it just was yeah, it just was it just was it was a fucking weird day. Um, but wait, so was that your first therapy session ever? Ever. Oh, wow. How old are you? Do you mind if I ask? Oh, are you, I mean, I probably oh, shouldn't say. Wow. Well, um, okay, yeah. 
because the business just for, is like, biased. Future, <laughs> yeah, acting. Someone I tell everyone. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 18 but to play I'm, younger. Yeah, you you do. You could play very young. Okay. Okay. I see you. We did some finger signs. We did I some see finger that. signs. We're very. Uh, we're not far apart in age, but I mean, in like, but but I'm, but I mean, in a, but that can mean anything. Yeah. She's 45. You guys. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I at bars at bars because. For some reason, people feel like it's appropriate to ask me my age. I think it's because I sound like a baby who smokes. Okay. But then I look sort of like a woman, but I have like Navajo teenager length hair. You could play 16. I, I just, it's a lot, it's confounding you to people. You absolutely could play 16. And so like the length of my hair is like not appropriate for my age. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm it's like mermaid, like covers, that. covers my tits. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so people are like, wait, how old are you? And I'm yeah. like, uh, 48. Go fuck yourself. But I feel like everyone asks each other that. I feel like it's, I guess maybe just because of LA. Yeah. I know it's like used to be like, you never ask a woman her age. Yeah. But I like tell everyone, I'm like, I'm 33. Like, I don't care. I love well, you look it. great. I, thanks. I also love getting older. Like, I'm yeah. proud of it because I know what I have lived through. I think. And I feel if you spend 15 minutes with me, you're like, oh, this girl's lived through some shit. It's a miracle. She's like, A, not dead in a ditch. B, doesn't look 50. I'm more comfortable telling people my age now um, because rather than lie and say I'm younger than I am, yeah. I think it's better to get like, oh, you look so young. Yeah. Rather than them to be secretly thinking, oh, she needs to get some SPF in her regimen. No, no, no. You First of all, SPF is life. I tell everyone that all the time. I'm looking around right now because I know my gallon of SPF is somewhere around here on the floor. I have so many different ones that I love. Yeah. I um, Which ones do you like right now? Um, What is – it's like a white tube that's SPF 45. El- Elna? Skincare? I don't know. That's, but I guess that one is apparently what Chloe or uh, who's the cute little one? Kardashian? Kylie? Nah, the oldest. Oh, oh, uh, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney. Yeah, she's she's all about it. I like that one. And then I love Alginist. I love all Alginist products. Okay, and they have like an SPF. Uh, base that I really like. I just do like a straight up like Kiehl's liquid SPF mm-hmm. usually. Um, but I want to be getting into those plus plus SPFs. That's what Jackie Johnson has been telling me I need to use. And um, you know Jack, you yes. How, how do you know Jackie? She we both did u- a lot of UCB stuff okay, together. Okay, and I think that she's fucking hilarious. And um. Also, I've always wanted Jackie O lashes. Oh, my! I have like five left. Um, I just I wear mm-hmm. I love a smoky eye, yeah. and I feel like I need to use like I need to wash off my eyes more intensely than most, and so then you don't want Jackie. Of lashes. course, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing is that when you have your o lashes on, you do not you don't need anything you, else, but you look. Stunning and perfect Thanks. and natural. But you got, yeah, I do like when I did, I did something recently where I was like, oh, I should have new pictures taken just so I like have pictures of my face now as an adult, um, which is not necessary because I'm a writer. So like, yeah. who, like, but like, I always think like, well, that day I saw something big or like the day deadline needs my photo. I want to be like ready to go. Um, so I um, did them and. The girl did like a brown smoky eye on me. Uh-huh. And I was like, but you have to take my makeup off after 
for me because I, oh, here it is. Elta MD UV clear broad spectrum SPF 46. 46 is a good number. That's a number I can live with. And, and it's it's also really good if you are going to do oh, like I've a CC. That stuff is apparently what dermatologists say is the best. Oh, yes, sis. I have absolutely used this. And I'm going to actually, you know what? I'm going to. It's, I'm going to subscribe. I was just supposed to say, you get the subscribe and save on Amazon, twenty seven twenty. save 15%, $32 for a one-time purchase. But it's uh, it's 1.7 ounces, which lasts a really long time. One thing that I have learned about sunscreen is that you think you just need, like, it's like all lotions and you just need the pea size amount or whatever that's going to, like, you need to really do, like, two pumps and work it in. Like, yeah. I leave this house in white face. Like, every day, like, I look like I'm out, I look like I have my base layer of clown makeup on. <laughs> and I will just let that shit sink into my yeah. face for, like, an, like, a good hour and a half. And I don't care. Like, I, I will get looks. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, it's sunscreen. Like, if, if I go to Starbucks and the guy's looking at me weird, I'm like, it's just my sunscreen. <laughs> Because I feel like people should be proud of me. Be- yeah, people should be proud. Do you apply it to the tops of your hands, your neck, and the tops of your ears? Because those I are my all ears. places where you can show age. If I, if I do my hair up, I do it on the back of my neck. I do it all over my chest. But that's why I have the gallon size. Because, like, there's I do, like, my face with a nice one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all over the rest of my body, I use more of, like, a, it can be used for your face. But I just use it everywhere else because, one, it's thicker, so it's more moisturizing. And, two, um, I can't be, like, putting, like, $50 lotion all no. over my entire body. Like, I'm not a millionaire. No. Like, I wish. Like, but it's more – I'm more I'm more of the type of person who's like, I'm going to cut corners on where I put certain types of lotion. <laughs> but I'll pay for the $2,000 laser treatment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, which I haven't done in a really long time. I need to do again. Have you ever done one of those? No. I did like microneedling. Oh, I want to do that. Um, And I looked insane like for 24 hours yeah. afterwards. And I don't know if there was a big change. But I think you have to do it three times. Yeah. Um, But my dad, who's a physician, he is like, don't do that, Jess. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? How do you know that their machine has been properly cleaned? Yeah. Putting, like little tiny needle pricks. Yeah. So he told me never to do it again, but I'm probably going to do it again. Yeah. I mean, look, what your dad doesn't know. He's a guy. I mean, he's a doctor, but he's a dude. Yeah. All right. Let's take our calls. Hi, Malls and Christina and guest. Um, so... I am 23. I'm from Connecticut. Um, and my dilemma is that um, one of my friends that I've been friends with probably since childhood um, is dating one of our former teachers from high school. And uh, this is like a teacher that I was really, really close with, um, really looked up to him, helped me like grow into my own person, was a real father figure to me because my dad is definitely very absent. And um, it's just really weird. Like, it makes me very uncomfortable. Um, I know I should feel happy for her. And we kind of fell out for, like, a year almost because I knew it was going on, but she wouldn't say anything to me. And now she's gone totally public with it. Um, He has, like, divorced his wife. I don't know if it was to be with her or if they were having their own issues. And it's just bizarre, like, I I don't know. Should I be happy for her? Obviously, like, she's still in my life. She's still my friend. We just don't address it. Should I be bringing it up? Um, 
I don't know what to do. And, like, I kind of feel betrayed, which I guess is ridiculous because she's my friend. But it just feels weird because he was someone I really trusted. And now he's dating my 22-year-old friend. And he is, like, older than my parents, like, in his late 40s. And she used to babysit his children. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I should bring it up. I don't know what the right move to make is. So just, I don't know. I guess please advise. Um, like, what should I do? Should I bring it up? Should I not say anything? We're still hanging out. We watch we watch shows together. We get dinner together. You know, we're still good friends, but, like, we just do not address this. And I feel like it's a huge elephant in the room. So I don't know. Just please help me. Thanks. Bye. We'll, we'll talk about it. Call one recording. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to talk this out because there's a couple things here. Like, one, I'm with you. Like, when I was 23, I dated a 32-year-old and I, like, hid it from my mom because I was, like, so embarrassed that I was dating a guy so much older than me. And, like, this was a guy that was not my former teacher and he was not recently divorced, possibly even married when we first started dating so I think it's kind of normal to be weirded out to a certain extent. I think like, you know, when I even up until I was about 25, like if a guy said the ice when I was 25, I started feeling OK hooking up with a guy when he was 30. But I also was wildly aware of the fact that he was older than me. Um, I also think that when you have a really good friend and you actively cannot discuss a very large part of his life because you take moral or ethical issue with it of some type. You have ethical questions about the issue. Um, that's a big problem. I mean, it's kind of like when you were talking, I was like, for me, this would be similar to having a really good friend that was like a Trump supporter and I knew it. And every time we hung out, I just had to, all I had to do was just ignore that they did, that they believe in a bunch of stuff that I think is completely wrong. And, um, that's upsetting. Uh, I don't know. I think you have to make a choice. I think you either need to commit. Oh God, I don't know. She's 22. That's so young. People make insane mistakes and people are very uh self-motivated and they get wrapped I think people get wrapped up into things when they haven't lived a long time and I don't know I if it really bothers you that much I think there's only two paths I think you bring it up Mm -hmm. and explain how it makes you feel like don't make it like an attack just ex- the way you just explained it to us, I think you can um, explain it to her. You, you know, considered him to be sort of like a father figure and a mentor. And so it does make you uncomfortable. Um, and that's also something that if she repeated it to him, <clears throat> he would have like any grown ass man with any sort of brain in his head would know you were right. Like, he would know you were right. Like, because if you felt that way about him as a teacher, he probably had an affection for you as a student and really, like, knows that he's pushing a boundary here. 
And um, I think he probably already knows he's pushing a boundary. I mean, you're on, like you're barely you're four years out of high school at the age of 22. I was kind of hoping your friend was 25 or 26 or something, maybe a few years older than you. Um, here's a big question: How like far is she on your call sheet? Because like I think about that, like the mental call sheet of a friendship list, and like. Is this girl in your top five? Like, is she one of the first five people you go to if you want something fun to do? Or does she settle in somewhere more towards the eight to 15 range? Or is she like number 50 on the call sheet? I mean, it what sounds like they watch shows together every week and like get dinner. Right. That sounds pretty close. I mean, but it also sounds like she's very wrapped up in her hometown too, which yeah. is like where I want to almost say to our caller, like, this could be a sign to you that this could be a beginning sign to you that you are not going to want to be in this hometown forever because these are the kinds of things that are going on and being normalized. And so these are the type of people you're going to be around. And if this sort of stuff makes you uncomfortable, things only get more towny as you get older. (laughs) And like that just kind of makes me think that maybe you're living in a place that you're a little bit too progressive of a thinker for because if this is something that they have gone public with, this is something that they don't feel shame about, which really surprises me and like sort of like that waspy Connecticut vibe. I mean, there's definitely parts of Connecticut that are a little buck wild, but like <laughs> for the most part, being from New England, that is a very big deal for a 22-year-old girl to step out with her former teacher publicly as his romantic partner. And all the, also really probably should be a question with the school system, too, to be honest, like to a certain degree. I mean, while it's not completely illegal, I think that that's something that most principals would, uh, like, frown upon. upon. Yeah. Like, this girl, like, four years ago was, like, our athletic director. Like, that's weird, you know, or, like, our athletic, you know, fucking cleaned up water bottles. I don't know, water, <laughs> water bottles or something. I don't know. Like, I just – what would Oof. you do, Christina? Me? Yeah, you'd be disappointed in me if I was dating a teacher. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. At 30, I'd be like, Molly, you know, do what you do. What you oh, do. yeah, no, yeah, at 30. At 22, I think it goes back to like, because we get a question a lot about how we bring up difficult topics, whether or not, you know, we don't get along with our friends, partners, or, and we always kind of go to like, you get one chance to yeah. voice whatever grievance you have. And then after <clears> that, if nothing changes, then it's really up to you to decide like, can you live without the friendship or can you live with the awkwardness of this relationship? Yeah. What's worth more to you? Yeah. You know what? I think you, I think you got to – I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're not going to be able to make it work because in accepting this friend fully eventually, especially if they've stepped out, as you say, you're going to have to see this guy at a party. You're going to have to like – you know, who wants to share, like, a cheese ball with their former teacher that's fucking their friend? Like, that makes me want to vomit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's rough. That's like, that's like, oh, hey, so how have things been since high school, Mr. So-and-so? Oh, I know. You're penetrating my friend. Like, oh my it's just God. rough. It's just rough. That's a really tough, that's a tall order. I also think that also just maybe give it time because I think when it comes to age differences, like, the difficulty in understanding uh, things, whether pop culturally or like where you're where you're at in your lives, like that becomes a source of friction. And so, like, this might not even be a long term thing. I mean, you might Aaliyah you might be able to R. just Kelly, wait it out, like very young, and like it didn't matter to her. Yeah. And like Aaliyah was mature enough to handle that. 
I guess. Um, a lot of people are not like, you know, I, it sounds like you're like more like me where you're like, that's gross. Um, maybe your friend is a little bit mature for reasons we might not know. Yeah. We got Remember when we talked about an older relationship and then we got a letter from someone who was in an older marriage or whatever, May, December. Yeah. And I, I guess it just depends on the people who are involved in the relationship. Some people are mature and it'll work out and it's not gross to them or inappropriate. She used to babysit his kids, though. That makes me wonder, like, when it all started. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's real gross about it. Real, real gross. I don't know, girl. I think that you have a right to be grossed out by this, but exactly what Christina said. Just And same with you. Jessica said, too. Just, like, fucking measure and weigh those options once you kind of give it some more time. Maybe yeah. have a conversation with her. I mean, you probably have spent a lot of time. The more time you spend dancing around it, the longer it's going to be, like, if you said something about this in six months or a year from now and I was your friend, I'd be like, well, how long have you been fucking sitting on this? Because now I'm really invested in this and I'm finally like hearing from you that you think this is gross and I've been wasting my life. Like, thanks. <laughs> Molly, there's something I have to tell you. I know. <laughs> as, if, as if I'm seeing anyone. Hey, Molly. Just. 29 Indianapolis. I am listening to the most recent podcast and you guys are talking about micro penises and I am screaming because your experience is almost just like mine. I um, knew this guy in high school. We went to the same shows. I was in college. We ended up hooking up over my face, went to go see him. It was great. Um, He's, you know, great kisser, really, really excited to go down on me pulls his pants off to go put a condom on, and it is, like, the size of my thumb. I call it baby carrot cock. And so I made an effort, um, but it was really bad, and I eventually just told him he was making me nauseous and asked him to please get off of me. Um, he then went around telling everyone in my hometown um, that I went to high school and that I was a horse. So I said everyone he had a baby carrot cock. But, yes, yes, you have to let people know what they're dealing with. It can't just be a surprise because, like, I wasn't in the mindset to deal with that. So, yes, thank you for sharing. You are not alone. So I don't know if you had a chance to listen to this last second to last episode, I think, with my friend Max Wyeth, um, in which I shared that I, when I was just 21 years old, um, hooked up with a guy who had a micropenis. Legit? No, like, I, I said, like, I said, like, three inches erect, and that's, like, I think generous. Like, girl, like... I don't know how this boy has made it through his life. Like, public change rooms. Like, because, like, when we grew up, he was older than me. So, like, and I grew up in an age where, like, you just fully had to, like, there was no curtains. Like, you just stripped down, like, in front of your classmates. And so, I don't know how this guy got in and out of high school with a micropenis. I don't know how he has gotten this far in life with a micropenis. Whatever. (laughs) But, like, I was so shocked. I was only 21. Like, I wasn't that experienced. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I, as soon as I saw it, I understood what was going on. I was like, oh, this is one of those guys that has a really tiny penis. Um, okay, but here's the thing. Yes, they should let you know, but the awkward part is that instead of letting me know, like, when we would, when I went back to Boston, he liked to call me and, like, talk on the phone. And, like, just, like, try and stay in touch with me. And, um, like, I guess a couple of the times he made a joke being, like, oh, yeah, because, like, I was such a big dick, right? Like, like making, like, jokes. <laughs> and I was sitting there, like, 
are you you're you're like you you're trying to tell me retroactively that you understand you have a small penis, but like I would have just preferred you had never said anything because now it was on me to either acknowledge or say that you do not have a small penis. And like, there's no way once that's like trapping someone in a conversation. It's like, it's just like, it's like, like you hooked up with someone and you were a bigger person. Let's say your MySpace profile, you were 200 pounds, but you've gained four. Now you're up to 400 and you go on the date and the person doesn't say anything and they like you and they hook up with you anyway. And then you're like, so how about me being 200 pounds? Like over the phone, it's like, well, no, you're not. But like, I'm not going to acknowledge that you've gained another 200 pounds since your last MySpace photo either because that's bad human behavior. But also, how fucking dare you put me in this situation where it's either I have to be pretend I'm being gaslit or be like, no, 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 you have a micro penis. Like, that's just like, it just was so, it was so uncomfortable. Have you ever seen a micro penis? Um, I. I dated um I've I've had like a just the whole plethora. Yeah. Um totally. they've like my Dutch boyfriend had like like a monster cock. Like it yeah. was it was ridiculous and I was worried and um my friend who's um gay was like, "Oh, you're going to become a size queen um and you're not going to you're going to get stretched out and and so that's freaked my shit out." Um but then the fir- I think the first guy I dated when I came back to the States uh, was like this tall, athletic, somehow, because he was kind of chubby, um, basketball player. And like, honestly, when I saw him, I was like, oh, that guy's going to have a big old D. Yeah. Um, and then no. we, we went on like five dates and like the makeouts, it, like the first time we met was at a World Cup party and we made out in the back of my Civic. And I was like, I was like, this guy's good at kissing. Yeah. Sometimes when they're good at kissing, that means that they've developed that. Yeah, they've had to make up for a lot is. of other things. Mm-hmm. And then we finally like date four, went back to his place and it was like game time. Yeah. Ooh. And we are like disrobing and making out and he like picks me up and he's so strong and makes me feel small. Like he picked up my coat and was like, who can wear a coat this small? Which I loved. Yeah. Um, and then we we're like getting down to it. And I'm I'm not like looking down there where he's in boxers, but like he's kind of fat and like his sweat was like dripping onto my forehead like Chinese water torture, and that was a bad sign. And then he like was quickly putting on a condom and like inserting, but I literally, I was like, huh? Where, yeah. Where though? Um, it felt like just the tip. And then the next morning, like I, and he was like, like he came like really hard. And um, the next, I went to the bathroom because I was like, okay. And I looked back and he was like strewn out on the bed, like shameless this giant man and I looked over and it was like like a renaissance sculpture of oh, like a cupid no. Oh, no. where it like it, the addition of like the extra like weight around the well, stomach the fat, just the fat obscures the penis oh boy it was I was like okay and then that was and he was so great he had the best personality yeah so it sucks 
you yeah. know, like when you like find an oak purse and it has like like a quarter of a roll of like uh mints in it. Oh yeah. Is it like that? Certs. Yeah, it was like Yeah, a- it was like a cert penis. <laughs> like a cert roll. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like <clears throat> But is this does this count as like Sometimes, body shaming? No, no, no. It, no, it's not. I mean, maybe it is, but I don't care. That's I mean, this is what look, this is what we're here to talk about. I think that whether or not I think we all agree that like size queen, not a size queen, whatever. That's why Max said like to me, are you a size queen? I'm like, I can be. Like I it's like I'm definitely going to notice and or appreciate that you have a larger penis if you're good at sex. Yes. Right? Yes. The best type of guy to hook up with, I'm going to tell you, overall, best type of guy to hook up with. He used to be fat. Yeah, exactly right. How do you know that? Because it's fucking true. Yeah, they are because they try so hard. They try so, so hard. They had to, to like, be oh there. my, they are stoked so to be there. so happy to be there and they're like, they've had years of practicing and like years of like not being able to believe some girl is hooking up with them. So they're like not going to fuck this up. They're going to they, honor your body. Yeah. They're great with their digits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they really also are. what about like someone who's still kind of big? Yeah, no, that's fine too. That's, that's fine too. That's fine too. But I'm saying like the absolute best I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying are the guys that are like, Oh, like you're like, you've been working on your body, which is hot. Even if there, it's like, I, I actually prefer a bigger guy to yes. a, a muscular guy or an athletic guy. Like, I actually, I don't mind a beer belly. I think it's like cute because I'm like, oh, good. You're a fucking person. Mm-hmm. Like, I can eat pizza around you. And like, I don't have to like also adhere to your gym schedule, which is like, that is the worst. Like, <laughs> that's why for me, dating athletic guys is out because it's like, we can't sleep in because you have to go to the gym really early and just like you getting up is going to annoy me. Every Sunday I'm going to have to watch you bake all these fucking chicken breasts. Like there's going to be so much. I'm I don't want to help you meal prep. Yeah. I don't want to help you meal prep, bro. I'm I not going to have. Be- I don't have room on my counter for a fucking rice maker. Like I'm I so sick have- of this fucking steamed vegetables. So- the broccoli smells up the house. Yeah. <laughs> the broccoli is smelling up my house. And I like a, I like a healthy person, but also it's like that crossroads of like men not being particularly original at cooking a lot of the time. And also just like it's constant because – I mean, anyone who's ever worked out regularly knows when you're in it, you're like in it. You're like, I fucking work out right now. Like, and which is very rarely me, but it has been me at times in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm at yoga like four days a week, five days a week. Like, and if I don't have my yoga, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Like when I was doing moto yoga on, um, on La Brea. On a motorcycle. Yeah, moto. That's impossible. I mean, I wish. Um, but no, yeah, it's so dog good. Really and you just like get so addicted to sweating and stuff like that. But no, I can't. I can't really with the athletic guys. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't mind a fat guy. I don't mind a fat guy. Um, and so at, what, at what point? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, Honestly, sometimes size doesn't matter. Um, like some, no. sometimes it's not great to have like this giant dong. Um, some like especially because a lot of times those guys are like, "Well, I don't have to do anything." Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I am with my big dick. Like, isn't this enough? And like, they've mm-hmm. all grown up watching porn, and that yeah. is not how you're going to give a woman a coital orgasm. Yeah, and that's like, also not how you're going to get one. Yeah, and, like it's just like you have to like recognize that. Like, if your girlfriend's willing to live out some porno fantasy for you, it's probably not going to be every time you have sex. So like. 
That's another thing for the ladies out there. You save those, you save those fantasies save for once in a while because then if they get used to it, then when you tr- go to have regular sex, which is already a fucking feat for a man these days because they like are like, wait a minute, why isn't she just like wearing pigtails and letting me jizz all over her? Yes. Like that's what they, that's what they all want is they yeah. just are like, can you look like a child and just like let me defile you? Yes. Like that's what, and it's just like, no. And like, I also like, I don't like whenever someone like tries to tell me that they want me to be like to like take can take control. I can do it for like fifteen minutes. I'm like, Haha, all right. Like yeah. I don't, I can't take it seriously, and I can't role play. <laughs> role playing is so hard for me because I either feel so fucking disgusted by whatever <laughs> fucking disgusting scenario this person has cooked up, or because I'm not an actress and I have no poker face. Like I'm just like as I said before. Like I'm not a teacher. Like I am not your like I'm not. You know, I, I'm not like lost in the in the gym after cheerleading practice. Like I can no, I'm not. Like my I'm very <laughs> up here all the time. I'm worried about my dog a lot. Like I can't like get that far away from reality. Like it's just gross. I like really stupid ones that last for like three minutes just to, to like make me laugh. Yeah. Um like Ma- <laughs> the beekeeper and bumblebee, um, coma victim, ICU nurse. That, like just enough till we like get a chuckle, and then we're gonna like banging out like normal adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's like a that's like a bit. I feel like yeah. that's like a bit that you do when you're starting to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. But you're like, but it's like playful. It'd be like, haha. What if we were like those fucking crazy ass people that do a two hour role play? <laughs> like, I just don't. I mean, I just don't get it. What at what point should someone reveal this about themselves? Like, do they have a micro penis? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that it's like when you're about to have sex for the first time. I mean, I don't think that's first date fodder. I don't think that's. I think that's presumptuous. Like, I feel like anytime, except, <clears throat> I think anytime except for about when you are about to have sex for the first time, is an inappropriate time to say it. Right, I yeah. thought but for some reason I thought the caller said that like he didn't prepare me. It was like when- yeah, because he didn't. Cause so like basically, like, but before <clears throat> he puts it in, yeah. So I'm saying if you're a guy out there listening to this and you want to know when the right time to reveal you have a micro penis is, <laughs> is like well the around the time that like things are getting hot and heavy, like probably before like like you know you even go to base number three, you say something like. You make a playful joke, a self-deprecating joke about how you don't have the biggest dick in the world, but you're still going to have a really fun time. Like, make yeah. it a hot thing, and then then if the girl will accept it. Don't be surprised, by the way. She may not be a size queen. It's just also, like, it's just, like, anything that could be different about any one of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. It's something that could be different about any one of us. There's a lot of girls out there with, like, inverted nipples. Like, they have to have that conversation. They have to say, like, I know my nips look crazy. They're just inverted. Like, I, they're still boobs. Does like, inverted mean, like, concave? Yeah. A, like, some women have those. Like, the nipples, like, go in. My. Yeah, I know. And, but, like, you know, but they're still boobs. And yeah. so, but so there's awkward conversations that are being had out there about bodies every day that should be treated, like, exactly like one of them. Like, anytime you're getting naked with someone, it's a vulnerable experience that you guys are both sharing. And I assure you, even if... You're with someone that's like, this chick is so hot. She would never understand. Like, 
there is something about her that she's so fucking insecure yeah. about and it's an act. Like she's totally – she is totally pulling something off right now. Like anytime you have sex with someone with confidence, you're probably pulling something off. Like, yep. Totally. And obviously there's a difference between micropenis and like three inches. Like – yeah, I would say because micro is like nub. It's oh like no! Mushroom. Oh yeah! No, no, no! When I say I, yeah, I mean, you mean I, just like small dick. Three inches erect is what I was talking about with the micro peens. So like it was definitely like an inch and a half, not erect. Like it was like a button mushroom. Okay, all right, baby bell, and kill myself. Let's why? And then no, I just like it's. I'm not really gonna kill myself, you guys. <laughs> you both just looked at me with so much concern. No, I just was like <laughs> that. Said if you have a micro penis, no. <laughs> this is the reason why I said I it, have a micro penis. I just feel so bad for every. It just makes me feel bad for everyone. Like that's yeah. why I say I'm gonna kill myself because it just makes me feel bad for everyone because there's no winning in this world. And you want to say like, you know. Don't worry about if you have a micro penis. It's no big deal. Someone will love it for what you but like at the same time, that's not the most honest thing I could say to you, which is like, yes, this is gonna be an uphill battle for you. Yeah. I have a lazy eye. Like that has been an uphill battle for me my whole life. Like yeah, everyone has their thing, and I respect that. And I can and I don't wanna just lie to you and say, like, you go guy, like it's NBD. Like it is a BD to someone. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to our next call. MBD, no big dick. All right. Let's we gotta go. We have a letter and Jessica's gonna read it. Hey Malls, it's Augusta in Austin, Texas. It was so fun hanging out with you at the EB Psychos meetup when you visited Austin recently. I need some advice on what I can write in a note to my upstairs neighbor asking them to be respectful of the noise level during the night. Their bed is directly above mine in our studio apartments. I've yet to meet them, but unfortunately, I have become pretty knowledgeable about their sex life. They have sex regularly and almost always from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. I know this because they have the noisiest bed and mattress in the known universe, I'm guessing. And during their act, uh, their headboard bangs against the wall. It's comically loud and make, uh, wakes me up every time they're intimate. Thankfully, they are as quiet as their furniture is loud. I've never heard their voices once, and I've been living here for four months. Since it seems this problem could be solved with some adjustments into the furniture, what should I write them in a note letting them know there is a situation and politely asking them to resolve it? Is that possible, or is there no way to not come across as a complete creep? Do I stuff Casper mattress ads in their door passive-aggressively? Our other neighbors must hear it as well, but are too embarrassed to say anything for good reason. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, but I would really love to sleep more. Thanks so much for all your help. All my best, Augusta. Hey, Augusta. It's nice to hear from you. Um, I met Augusta. Thank you for reading. That was a beautiful reading. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, good cold read. Um, (laughs) Augusta is very, very sweet. I met her when we were um, in Austin and – I um, want to say that she also is a young professional from what I understand. So I think her sleep is very, very important to her. And I had neighbors downstairs for me when I was in the thick of like working on two broke girls that would not fuck but would fight for hours from like the fight would start at like 1 a.m. and go to like 5. And there would be like things being thrown and crying and screaming and – um. You know, Dan Savage is big on saying, like, you know, don't stop people from fucking. Like, if they're fucking and having fun, like, you need to get a pair of headphones. Um, but I think that this is very fair. 
What? This I have had situations like this because my apartment um is below a communal like sun deck. What they call it. Oh yeah. And I have heard people have sex on the roof of my building before. Yeah. I didn't stop them. But it felt this is really ongoing and to three hear. to five is, is a very, very tough time. That's like when you're that's when your body is Getting doing its most sleep. regenerative sleep. It's what, if just, what if the person just starts screaming when anytime it starts happening like it starts banging and they're just like, ah! What if you do it like a like an old like Italian woman and take a broom and be like, hey? That's not a good idea. I do think I'm this is to a think furniture a issue. I'm trying to think of a gift so, that you can give that just with a note that says, hey, guys, I live right below you, and my bed is right beneath yours, and um, – Okay. I have two options. There's those, um, like, foam pads for the floor, and then, like, a pool noodle – to just shove in between the, the bed and the wall, the, the headboard and the wall. That's smart. And that's like a funny, colorful thing. Maybe it's like sort of childish and, yeah. and breezy. Or you could just be upfront, but like leave the <laughs> note anonymously. Yeah, I think. Like, well, hey, I, mean, I live in the gonna, building. I in mean, your vicinity, and I can hear. And like, I yeah, and but like maybe include a silly gift. I don't know what it is. Maybe you get them like a fun vibrator and tie the note to it or something. But just do something that shows that you're like a sex positive person and that you're not like trying to – that you like are, you know, good for you however long you've been together. Like you're still enjoying each other. Yeah. However, I can't sleep in my fucking house that I probably paid $1,200 a month for so – or more. Uh, so – you know, I don't know. There's ways to say it. I mean, I'm just definitely not a big – I don't think that you should have to suffer in your own house. It always kind of has – it's bothered me in certain ways in the past when Dan Savage has told people to, like, get over it and just let people fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> if it was a once – if it was a if it was a once every three months sort of thing, it'd be like, we have no problem here. And it's, like, two hours. Like, I mean, good for them. Yeah, good but for like, them. But, like, also, like – no, no, you got to write a playful note. I don't know what the gift is. Maybe we can get some suggestions from Please Advise Nation on what the gift should be. But something unoffensive, yet playful, yet kind of nice that they'll enjoy. Egg crate foam. And and crate foam. And stay away from alcohol because maybe they're just like sober and that's all they have is they just like bang it out every night for two hours. Yeah. I wonder what their deal – I wonder what they look like. Maybe they have ball gags on. And that's why they're silent. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see them. I feel like they're Asian. I don't know why. I just feel like they're like a hot Asian couple that's keeping it alive. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they're college kids and that's why their bed sucks. I feel like college kids would just have Yeah, you're right. Oh, I don't know. Hmm, who lives in Austin? I don't know. Look, anyway, look, <laughs> just um, write a fun note. Just write a playful note. Just be, but that, you know, you don't feel the need to sign your name because then every time you see each other, it'll be awkward. I'm sure mm-hmm. your building is that right size where if, unless it's like a four unit building, they're not going to necessarily know it's you. They could probably assume it's you, but. Didn't she say her neighbor of this, pro- like their other neighbor is probably very um, aware of it as well. Like through probably like the lateral neighbor. She's beneath them. She talked to the lateral neighbor and like do a little conference. Maybe. And then say like, hey, I hear this every night. Do you hear this? 
do you think this is something that we should say to the landlords? That's that- like an awkward conversation. <laughs> well, like, what if the other person's just like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Then you can say, oh, okay. And the way that don't, don't start out with, hi, um, I live in uh, 2D and I just want to know, can you hear the people fucking all the time in 3D? Okay. Yeah. Cause I was th- just like, start by saying like, Hey, like, I don't know if you've noticed, like, Around three to five, there can be a lot of noise in this area of the building, and I think I know where it's coming from, but <laughs> do, do you hear that noise as well? Because then once you get two people in, then you can say something to the landlord politely, and the landlord will just say, like, and make sure you, you're very clear with the landlord. I don't, wanna, I don't want these people to stop enjoying their apartment. I just want their furniture to get fixed. A lot of people don't realize that they've, if they, a lot of people have never lived above someone. A lot of people are not used to apartment living. They don't know what it's like to be an upstairs or a downstairs neighbor. Yeah. And um, that could be a very real idea. But, I mean, they should have covered this on Downton Abbey, upstairs, downstairs. But that is a good reason why. <laughs> They're too proper for that. There is a good reason why to have, is Downton Abbey canceled? Yeah, is it's it done. over? It's, it's done. over, yeah. Um. <laughs> This would have been a Mary problem for sure. Lady Mary? Yeah. Just quiet, vigorous British yeah. sex. Yeah. If you're young, go stick live on the first floor though. Cause then you can handle the the looming threat of danger all the time and because you have like <laughs> no sense of your mortality. And also you can bone without anyone hearing you. Should you take our next call? Hey Maltz, I'm a big fan of your show. Um I was wondering how you motivate yourself to go out and be social. Um, I work a lot and I love to be home. So it's kind of like a recipe for a lot of alone time. Um, I don't want to become like too comfortable with just, you know, spending a lot of time just by myself with my pets, etc. And I know you said that you're kind of a loner too. So I was wondering what advice you have for, uh, you know, just getting out there. Molly, we actually got, like, two other questions that were exactly like this within the last, like, two weeks. Because it's winter. Yeah. I think it's because it's that time of year where no one wants to leave the house anyway. And, you know, I have to be real with you. I don't motivate myself to go out. I just go out when I can't fucking take it anymore. Like, when I'm, like, if I spend one more night at home alone, like, just, like, because I love – that's what I need. Like, especially after a lot of traveling, which you travel all the time for work and – you know, I really like to stay out. I find if you stay away from the business and people, it's nice to see them as opposed to feeling like very s- surrounded in it all the time. That's why I like living in Glendale too. It's like a my head. I have a hairdresser here who asked me the other day, and she was like, "Oh, she's like, I had a client today, and she's like, very me, myself, and I. She's French, and that's like, and I'm like, oh, are you saying like she's a narcissist? And I was like, and she's like, yeah, and I was like. Yeah, I was like, you don't really probably experience that that much. I was like, because we live, you work in Glendale and live in Woodland Hills, but like people everywhere in between there are for the most part a fucking mess. And like, so their energy is toxic and strange. And there's always like exceptions to that anywhere you go. But like, I at this point, I have like two or three like industry parties I'm willing to go to a year that are specific, that are ones I know I enjoy and that people I like are going to be there. Um, like three or four friends that if they have a party, I'd actually go to it because for the most part, I don't like the element of surprise. I don't even like to run into people. If I run into someone at the grocery store, I feel like personally attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think you should have to motivate yourself to go out, but one good way to do it 
is uh, Tinder. Dead serious. Just, just like if you go through your. Sometimes I'm like, I have to go out tonight, or I'm going to kill myself. Like I can't sit in this house again tonight. Like I've been here since. I haven't left since yesterday morning. I've been here for two days. I have to like figure something out. So then I'll make a date on Tinder and then I'll go out and I'll be like, okay, I had two drinks out of the house. I absorbed a lot of energy of other humans and now I'm ready to go back home again. Um, And no matter what, I have a good story. Either I met like a cute guy that I want to see again or I have an interesting story. I mean, I had a um, – I- I think she was a psychology professor who called it um, – she was, like, young and cool. She was, like, a master's student. And she called it um, DTL, Date to Learn. Oh, and yeah. And I think people are fucking fascinating. Me and too. so if – and even if they make you uncomfortable, it's almost like you are an anthropologist. Absolutely. And you're seeing what makes people tick. And it's the it's the best way to just be, like – wow, we are only here on this planet for a little tiny blip and it's very fun to see everyone so fucking weird. Yeah, it's really true. I actually love that expression, date to learn. And one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people don't have a good attitude about that. Like it's it's all about your attitude going in. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to guys because like, you know, I used to spend my first three years that they had Uber in LA, just like interviewing my Uber driver nonstop. And yeah. I was like convinced I was going to write a book about it. I was convinced I was going to do something. Cause I was picking up on all of this, like these things that overlapped and like patterns and blah, blah, blah. So one thing I started doing is asking once I realized like, I'm not really into the guy that I'm out on the date with, but I could probably get him to tell me almost anything. I'm like, so tell me about your other Tinder dates. And I've heard a lot of times from guys like, yeah, like I went on a date and the girl showed up and she was already drunk and then she insisted on driving home and then she wouldn't stop calling me. And like just like hearing like, oh, like that's not a person who's embracing the spirit of Tinder. Like they are so freaked out that they have to show up drunk to the date um, because they're like, you know, they're uncomfortable or maybe they're just a messy person. Um, They're making bad decisions like drinking and driving. And then they're also treating that person like they're their potential future future spouse (laughs) and like all of those things in like together to me mean that um there's some sort of wires being crossed about what the true fun of dating really is which is just that you get to meet randoms Mm -hmm. back back in the day when we had to ask each other out face to face it was a lot more loaded now with tinder like you know i think i cared a lot more because most of my dating in my 20s was just people asking each other out like properly like being like I saw you, I met you out and you're cool. Or then like that was only the case when I was in college. Really? Because you had Twitter, right? Obviously too. I mean I mean, I I was a late adopter. Of, okay. I'm a late adopter of every single social media and Jessica Lowe is a very common name, so I will never get Jessica Lowe. So who <laughs> wh- where were you getting asked out? In college, like through friend groups. And okay. You would just slowly vibe with someone and then it would be like it would become clear if you made out at a party. <laughs> like, I mean, should we go out sometime? It was like that sort of thing. Okay, so then through the majority of your twenties, where did you get asked out? Um, through mutual activities or work. Like, right. I was uh, in the my most shameful time um, a Red Bull girl. Okay, like I wore the backpack and yeah. gave out cold Red Bull at yeah. extreme motocross events. Yeah, and. Um, there was this great guy who drove like the motorcycle and the bus like for um, Red Bull and we went on a, on a couple dates and like it was that sort of thing. 
But that's what I mean is also like it's it's the pretense of like we met in person and we jived so now we're on a date. And yeah. then so all of a sudden it becomes a lot more loaded. Yes. Than just like all we did was swipe. I have to be honest with you. There was this guy that found me that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with the way it's rolled out. So apparently like I'm not big on – are you on Tinder? Um, I still have my accounts but I'm not okay, actively but you've seeking. Been- so I'm going to be – leaving for right. two and a half months. But you've so you've been on it. So like I'm not one of those people that once you match with someone, you do the reverse thing where you go through your mutual friend's Facebook to like see that person's Facebook profile. Oh. So I've had a lot of guys do that to me, right? And so this one guy did that to me. Then he deleted his Tinder, but he remembered to he remembered like my name or whatever. Then he started to Google me and he is like a few things came together and I realized like, oh, like who this chick is. And then he added me on Snapchat and he's been following me on Snapchat for like three months. So then bro shows up in my mention or my Snapchat message box the other day. And he's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but we matched on Tinder a while ago. I do this, you know, job that's actually legitimate. Um. Uh, and I think you're really cool. And I think there's like there, I, there's a bunch of reasons why I think we should go out. I can give them to you if you'd want. And I'm like, and I just was like, wait a minute. Why is someone who I matched with on Tinder messaging me through Snapchat now? Like I was like, this is really weird for me. Like this is fucking weird. And that and now I feel this is an unauthentic Tinder experience because now he has a relationship with me in his head that I have not been privy to for three months. I don't follow this man. I don't know anything about him. Yeah. And I'm going to walk into it's a date. It's directional. I, yeah, I'm going to walk into a date that would have been a Tinder date, but that is now a, um, I follow you on Snapchat and I think that you and I have a lot in common, which like is almost like terrifying to think that because usually on Snapchat, half the time on 99.9% of the time I'm on Snapchat, I'm just bullshitting. So I'm like terrified. <laughs> but um, girl, just like just try dating a bunch. Like I think that's a really easy way to go out on the reg. Also pick activities. You don't have to go to a nightclub. Go to a movie. Like that's still going out. Go to like fucking Cheesecake Factory in a movie with your friends. Like that is going out. I And also sometimes it's really fun – I mean, my dad keeps um, suggesting I take UCLA extension courses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not driving into Westwood, okay? Yeah. I'm not doing it. Um, but he's convinced I'm going to find my future husband there. Um, they have some in downtown LA, just FYI. <laughs> I mean, what's closer to Studio City? I don't know. Um, but I met people through like, like a softball league um it's and just like razzing other it's just softball and stuff's good that's also like an extroverts thing though i would never sign up for that i was dragged into it you were like, are you an introvert yes absolutely i love staying i am in my also house. an introvert but i love sports based team based things and then you don't really have to interact with people you don't want to because you're like out on the field and like getting some fresh air i don't do well in those i wish i did well in those situations really badly like i feel like i'd be a different person if i could if i could handle a situation like that i just can't i'm like what i can handle though no no 
I'm a, I be maybe you're a tickets person. Christina and I, I think are both tickets people where it's like I buy tickets for something that I want to do and then I invite someone and oh, yeah. I look forward to that event a oh, lot leading nice. up to it. And then I just say to like one of my girlfriends or one of my friends like, yo, do you want to come to this thing with me? And then it's an event that I can look forward to. And even though I'm not a particularly social person, like one thing I do every year that is not I do this with concerts in place too, but one thing I do every year is this big charity dinner. And every year I go to this charity dinner and every year I buy my, I buy my ticket in advance and I get ready for that event and I'm excited for it. Um, Christina's going to get our next guest, which I guess means that you and I have to wrap up, Miss Jessica Lowe. Oh my goodness. I'm sad about that. I had fun with you so far today and I want you to come back all the time, but you're going to be, where are you going? Um, I'm going to Fiji at the end of the month. Didn't you just get back from Fiji? No, that was cool. That was Kauai. Oh, okay. So you work on a show called Wrecked, right? Yes. And like, so you get to work in, like, not only do you get to have a regular TV job, but you get to do it in tropical locations, uh-huh. which is both enviable and hateable. <laughs> um, that is like the coolest job ever. Yeah, we're really excited. We got um, our second season pickup and these scripts at this tailor I mean they're it's insane it's they're so really awesome. funny yeah you love it and you love your people that you work with oh yeah who's a showrunner on that it's these these two boys they're the Shipley brothers they oh. are tiny children who are just very hard working hilarious Kansas folk that's really really cool well I'm con- excited for you where can people find you online um I'm Megalomaniac, uh, L-O-W-E, on Twitter. And then everything else, Snapchat is really where I excel. Um. <laughs> I don't think I follow you on Snappy. Let me follow oh, you right now. I mean, this this last night's um, Snap is too long because um, I was at an album release party and I had had um, drinks for the first time in a while. Um, um, yeah. But – What do you do to get ready physically for the show? Like probably just – Oh, I'm up. losing my mind in the gym. And also I really love Orange Theory. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. My friend's like crazy about I'm it. I'm crazy about it. saw like Kaylee Cuoco there. Oh, really? Uh, and I have a personal trainer. I'm losing my mind, to be honest. It's And it's so fucking stupid that none of the boys on the show are doing anything. Like – you know what I mean? Male comedians. No, they don't do anything. There's no standard. Wait, they don't have, but there's no like ripped guy on the show? I thought you were just talking about how unfair it is that men like try for one day and they're ripped. Oh, that's also true. <laughs> I know. It's the most fucked up thing ever. Okay, Jess Marlowe on, um, Jess, yeah, Jess Marlowe, um, M-A-R-L-O. Yeah. Uh, follow her, you guys. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet you. I hope that we get to hang out when you come back now. Yeah. That would be really fun to do just like a chit-chat. And I want to hear all about, you know, everything that's going on in your life. Thanks, bud. When do you leave again? End of February. So let's get a drink before then. Yeah. Okay, you guys, please advise nation. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with a new episode next week. Christina Lopez, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Molly. You are Christina Lopez on social media and Hey K Lopez on Snappy. Yep. Christina with a K. Yeah, Christina with a goddamn K, you guys. And (laughs) that's also a message to my Siri. Um, cause Siri always spells you CH when I'm doing talk to text. I'm like, you should just know all my Christina's are with K's. I really like Siri's just, she's so ignorant and mine's a male Siri. So I should just call Siri he for me, but, um, I don't want to gender it. It's just his voice sounds male. Um, anyway, you guys, thank you so much. Bye.